we are teaching you the new, co the new covenant or the dispensation of grace. Let's go, to, let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. This is not my subject yet. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. And I want to show you something in the first six verses. Ephesians, uh, the book of Ephesians, chapter number 3. And verse 1, we're going to start there. The book of Ephesians, chapter 3, we're going to start verse 1. For this cause, I, Paul, you want to read with me, you can. This is the time. For, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus, Jesus Christ, for you, what? Gentiles, if you heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me for you, what did God give you? He gave you the dispensation of grace. How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I wrote in a few words. Wherefore, when you read, you may understand by knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages, which in other dispensations, which I'm going to go back and show you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Peter, James, and John, which in other dispensation was not made known to the sons of God as it is now revealed unto his holy apostle and prophet, how? By the Holy Ghost, okay? Remember what Jesus told his disciples when he, the spirit of truth, is come? We're going to go and show it to you, all right? That the Gentiles, Here's the revelation that the Gentiles should be, should be. Well, if you don't listen to Apostle Paul, you never will be. The, they, the Gentiles should be number one, fellow heirs, number two of the same body, and number three, and partakers of his promise in Christ. How? How? By the gospel. Now, what gospel is he talking about? The gospel of Christ. So that's why, let's go to Romans chapter 1 and verse 15. The gospel of Paul, no, is the gospel of Christ that Paul preached. Romans chapter 15. So much as in me is. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 15. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 15. There we go. So much as in me is, I am now ready to preach the gospel unto you that are at Rome also. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Do you see that? I'm not ashamed of what? The gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. All right. All right. Now, the gospel of Christ. Now, let's give you the subject. Now, what happened if you're not preaching the gospel of Christ? You're not preaching the gospel of Christ, how is the word of God going to be revealed? So I'm going to talk about the day. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to get our subject. From the book of Ephesians, chapter number four. From the book of Ephesians, chapter number four. Now, we're going to give you this now because I'm going to be teaching on the book of Ephesians today. Uh, and we're going to start reading verse 29. I'm doing this because I'm going to come back and teach on Ephesians, chapter four. 
But I'm going to start reading verse 29 because I want to give you our subject. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 29. Are you there? Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to start reading verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good, watch this, to the use of what? Edify. When did God begin to edify the church? I gave you everything up front. I come back and ask you the scripture so you'll know why I gave you the first two things I just gave you. I gave you, number one, I told you it's the gospel of Christ, the power of God under salvation. Then I said something before that. Well, the first thing I said. We are fellow heirs, Ephesians 3. I do this to see, are you listening? If you are fellow heirs, then God told you, number one, you're fellow heirs, you are number two, what? You go back and read it. If you don't know, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. So you need to mark these things in your Bible. Three things that God told you you were about the gospel of Christ. See, you're the fellow heir, you're the same body, and you're partakers of what? Of his promise in Christ by the gospel. See, you have to mark things when you don't remember. Just mark them. All right? Now I come and tell you uh, Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse 29. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister what? Grace. Well, you can't minister grace if you're not preaching the gospel of Christ. You can't give me Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as my doctrine and then minister to me grace. If you're going to minister grace, who taught you grace? It's not hard. Everybody. There's only one apostle Paul that taught the gospel of grace. Put it in your notes if you don't remember that. Okay? Because I'm going to expect you to remember in this church. All right? Uh, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. To the use of edifying. 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 That's what the gospel of Christ do. Edify. Builds up. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We're going to go to it later. Put it in your note. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 4. We're going to show you what you're supposed to do. Edify. Well, if you don't preach the gospel of Christ, you can't edify me. All right, and now here's my subject. First, Ephesians 4.30. Are you there yet? Read. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Now, we're going to talk about grieve not the Holy Spirit. That's going to be your subject. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. How do we do this? Whereby you are sealed. Oh, we taught that, didn't we? Whereby you are sealed to the day of redemption. All right, then he's going to tell you how you can't, how you're going to do the rest of the stuff is going to tell you. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from among you with all matters. Why? Because it does what? Grieve the Holy Spirit. It's not hard. All right. He told you to grieve not the Holy Spirit. The way you live your life is how you grieve the Holy Spirit. If you do not live your life, and when you say you're a born again believer, you have the Spirit of Christ, then you are sealed with the Spirit of Christ. So when you live opposite to that, when you do things opposite to that, you do what? You grieve the Holy Spirit. We're going to show you just one verse, uh, and that's uh, Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to do that out of NLT. Same thing out of NLT. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 29 through verse 
32. If we could do that on the screen, Ephesians, out of the NLT, I hope we have somebody who can do that back there today. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. And we're going to show you that same thing. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read that out of the NLT Bible. Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse 29. Okay, on the screen, we all going to do it together. Come on, let's do the screen. Don't, don't use foul and abusive language. Let everything stay be, that you say, everything that you say be good and helpful so that you, your word will be encourage, encouragement to others. So to edify me to what? To encourage others, those who hear them. Okay, watch the next verse. And don't bring sorrow. That same word is grief. To grieve the Holy Ghost. Don't bring sorrow to God, Holy Spirit, by what? By the way you live. So when you do not live godly, holy, like you are, you grieve the Holy Spirit. He has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Now that was really given to Hebrews, I mean not was to the Jewish people, because they were, it was guaranteed that they will be saved on the day of redemption. You are saved. By grace, you are saved. All right, but I'm showing you that because he was telling them, see, what he told them, the same thing as what he told us, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. You grieve the Holy Spirit by the way you live. So when you say you are a believer and you are in Christ, and then you live contrary to that, what do you do? Everybody. You grieve the Holy Spirit. Now, that same word has to do with sorrow. Bring him the sorrow. Causes him to weep. And so you don't want to do that, all right? Now, the Holy Ghost has come to teach us. That's why. Let's go back and let me show you that. Then we're going to get into our message today. Uh, the Gospel of John, we're going to start reading chapter 14 because we know that's the chapter that God gave us the Holy Ghost. When he began to talk about the, when he, the Holy Spirit has come, Gospel of John chapter 14, uh, verse 26. The Gospel of John chapter 14, and we want to look at verse number 26. When you get this, say amen. All right, fifth degree, we want to make sure we don't have no air Amen, praise the Lord. All right, verse, 20, verse 26, when you get this, say amen. All right, we're in, we're in John 14, 26, read it. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall do what? Teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Well, when did the Holy Ghost come? See, that's the key. When he, the spirit of truth, has come. See, he did not come until the Lord dispensation was over. We know that because in the book of Acts chapter 2, I'm talking about the Lord had to go home. He said, when I go, I will send him. So he had to go back home before he could send him, right? You don't have two people in ministry at the same time in the earth. The father has his time in the earth. The Son did His time on earth. The Holy Ghost time is now. Once the dispensation of grace came, you are under what? The ministry of the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit operates how in the earth? One, give, me, give me somebody who know that. 
I gave you 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Why do we need 1 Corinthians chapter 12? Because the Holy Ghost operates how in the earth? Through his body. You need to write that down. Top of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Holy Ghost operates in the earth through his body. That's why you are called now the what? The body of who? The body of Christ. Because the Holy Ghost operates through his body. So when you got somebody over here don't believe in the, the gospel of Christ, how can you be the body of Christ? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be able to be smart. You gotta have, you got God's wisdom, not his understanding, but you gotta allow the, allow the Spirit to teach you. That's seven days, 24 hours a day. Okay, never take a day off. All right, so we're gonna talk about grieve not the Holy Spirit. Now the reason why I'm doing this, when God first gave me this, uh, when I first began to see this, he, I, you know, I sought the Lord, this is how I do. And I said, Lord, where do I go from here? And he took me to, let's go to Colossians chapter 1. It took a while for, before I could see it. See, the Holy Ghost, you have to study, 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 study. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, I see what, I see where I'm supposed to be. And it takes some time. There's some time God would just tell me, you know. But I'm going to deal with the word today, ignorance. And I'm going to show you how God delivered us. So my, I thought, I, I want you to write down these key things we're going to talk about today. Number one, turn from doctrine to light. Now remember, grieve, grieve not the Holy Spirit is my subject. So to be able to do that, I'm giving you how you're going to have to do that. Number one, you have to turn from darkness to light. Now, isn't this something God has given us this in October? Wow, that's what I said. Because you have people who say they are believers, and they have the Holy Spirit in them, and they do not want to turn from darkness to light. I can't get it. And God has delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. That's my point. Why do you still want something in the kingdom of darkness? See, anytime, you, anytime somebody wants to get you to be a part of what they're doing, just think, is, can everybody do this regardless of their religion, I'm going to say? Can just anybody do it? Yeah. What well, most likely is the kingdom of darkness. 99.9% .9 is the kingdom of darkness because if you're in the kingdom of our Lord Christ, Jesus Christ, there are a lot of stuff you can't do. Now watch this. God's word said, come out from among them. How many know who that them is? Those are the people of darkness. Now here you are, God said, come out from among them, people who are in darkness, and you're wondering, is that okay for me to do? You're supposed to have the Holy Ghost. You, can't, you don't know the difference between night and day or light and darkness. See, see you, this is where God's people are. And that's why God gave the Apostle Paul the message on the dispensation of grace. So we could be, now I'm going to show you all these things. We're going to go to, write this down, Romans chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Just put those, especially Romans 15. Uh, we're going to look at that a little bit, especially Romans 15. But let's go to work. Now, we are in what chapter right now? 
that word Romans 15 put down there, but 14 through 19. We're in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 and 13 now. I didn't give you something. I don't, I don't give you where, I didn't give you where, but. Okay, but let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Uh, I told you turn from Dr. Light. We're going to go to that one, uh, and we're going to show it to you in just a moment, okay? Uh, that was in our subject. Acts 26 was in our subject. Put it, put it back down there. We're going to have to go back to Acts 26, 18. I'm going to show it to you again. That's where that came from. Turn from Dr. Delight, Acts 26, 18. All right. Now, let's go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. Are you there yet? All right. Now, would you read with me? Uh, feel free. When I'm reading, you always can read with me when I'm reading. All right, read verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has made us or qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Remember, the saints in light was the Jewish believer, the church of God in Christ. All right, they had already, they were already sealed. They were already in light. All right, verse number 13 says, this is what he done for us. Who has delivered us, read it again. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness? Now, if he's already delivered us from the power of darkness, why would we want to go back to that stuff again? That's what you got to understand. This stuff that you're seeing, listen, I don't care who do it. It's still not right. You got to ask yourself, is that darkness? And the way you do is, do they let everybody involved? Do they let everybody in? Yeah. There must be darkness. Why? Because the Lord told you, straight is, the, straight is the gate, narrow is the way. Right? Everybody's not going your way. It's narrow. But he told you there's another way where everybody can go. That's Broadway. So you got to understand when you go and somebody tell you, uh, can you... Can, can anybody be involved? Can anybody join this? Yeah. Anybody can join. Well, the show can't be the body of Christ because you don't join the church. We stopped that a long time ago. You, you can be a part of the body, but you don't join church no more. So you might well get that out of your vocabulary. You did not join the human race. How do you get here the first time? You was born into the human race. Well, you didn't join. The church is not a club. You don't join church. The church is a spiritual body. You must be born into it. Now, listen, listen, listen. Christ already did it at the cross, but you have to believe and receive it, right? To really be a part, the Holy Ghost cannot make it happen in your life until you hear the Word of God, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, hear the Word of God, believe the Word of God, and now receive the Word of God. Now, when that happened to you, the Spirit of God put you in Christ. But He already did everything for you at the cross. Do everybody understand that? Right, we're not preaching that it is, how some folks say, was already inclusive, like all you got to do is just, God already did everything for you. No. He has done everything for you, but you have to hear it 
believe it and receive it before it happens in your life. Understand, the way you get it by hearing and believing the gospel. That's why I gave you Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. He did three things. Anybody remember, fellow heirs? Same body and partake of his promise. How? By the gospel. So you got to understand, he did all that for you, but you get it by the gospel. All right, just like you, you go through Ephesians 4, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 said, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places by Christ. He has already done it, but you need to hear the gospel. That's why it's called God. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. How? By, by Christ Jesus, by the gospel. So when you don't get the gospel, all this God done for you, you're not receiving it. You're not hearing, you're not believing, you're not receiving it. That's the problem right there. All right. God's work has been finished. He gave you faith so you can believe it. So you have to understand that. You can't believe until you hear the gospel preached. All right. Now let's go to work. Now Colossians chapter 1, and let's look at verse 13 one more time. Colossians chapter 1 and said, God has, giving thanks to the Father, well, the Father hath, we're in verse 13, what has he done? We're waiting on our screen. He has done what? Delivered us from the power of darkness. There we go. He has delivered us from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So when you are born of the Spirit, this verse go with Romans chapter 8. So we're going to go there next. Romans 8, 8, 9, and 10. So he's already delivered us. This is how you know you're born of the Spirit. God delivered us from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. That word power of darkness is the power of Satan. So you were in the kingdom of Satan. Now we're going to show you where it was, that power of darkness. Where were you? Where were you? And where are you now? If you get these things, you can, you can, you can get, what I'm get what I'm giving you. But if you don't get these things, you can't get what I'm giving you. All right, let's go to Romans chapter. Well, let's, let's do this again. Giving thanks to the Father which has made us meet to be partake of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who has? Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has, past tense, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? So God has already done that. If you're, if you're born of the Spirit, where are you right now? You are in the kingdom of God, dear son. Come on, come on, I need you. I need you to, where are you now? Now, who, who is the kingdom of God, dear son? Christ, thank you. Lord, thank, give yourself a big hand. I, I, thought, I really thought you were going to miss that one. Now, if you're in the kingdom, you're in, in Christ, right? All right, you are in the kingdom of God, dear son. All right, now, that's who the kingdom is. Christ is the kingdom. So when, Paul, when, 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 when Jesus, preached, Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. See, so, but Christ was not revealed yet. He was only known as the kingdom. But now he's Christ. Now we know who the kingdom is. Everybody got that? All right, now let's go to the book of Romans, uh, chapter number eight. So in Romans chapter number eight, I'm going to give you both of these things while I'm here. 
Uh, I'm going to be coming and doing Romans chapter 8 anyway. So I want to start reading verse 5. Because I want to show you in Romans chapter 8, verse 5, it plainly tells you how you can know that you are spiritual minded. Because I'm going to go to right down Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 22. That's a part of Ephesians. I'm going to go back to that, Ephesians 4, 17 through 22. Just put these things down. And I'm going to stop plenty of time so we can finish them today. Ephesians, uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse number 5. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Are you there? Amen. Come to your camera, sir. And verse 5. For they that are after the flesh, really he's talking about in the flesh. They that are after the flesh, really talking about them that are in the flesh. Because when you get to verse number 8, he's going to tell you they that are in the flesh. So to be after the flesh is the same as in the flesh, meaning you're walking after the flesh. You're, you're following the mind of the flesh. All right, here we go. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. That, that's how you know you're in the flesh. You're led by your flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So if you're in the spirit, you are led by your spirit or the Holy Spirit. You're in the flesh, you're led by your flesh. You do what the flesh said do. That's what it means to walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh. Everybody understand? All right, verse number six. For to be carnally minded is death. Now, that's the definition of death. How, how did Adam get death? He ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That gave him a carnal mind. He went from a spirit mind to a carnal mind. Once he fell from a spirit mind to a carnal mind, now death was in him. Death came to his soul. Death lived in his soul. His soul has a mind, a will, a heart. It all makes up the soul. Death came in there. Instead of having a knowledge of God, he had the knowledge of sin. Everybody understand that? Just keep listening then, okay? Praise the Lord. All right. Verse 6. See, you've got to understand what death is. See, death finally got in the flesh, but death can't be in the flesh if it's not in your, in your soul. What did Christ come to do? Save your soul. From what? Death. And the way he did that, he gave you his mind. His word is his mind. Let this mind be in you. See, you got to start hearing what I'm saying. Death comes in a person's flesh because it's in his mind. Is in his soul. So when I'm ministering the word of God to you, I'm not ministering to your flesh. That's what religious people do. They cater to your flesh. 
That way you don't never learn nothing. You leave there ignorant. My job is to make sure I get ignorance out of you. Now, when I, when I give you the definition of ignorance, everybody's going to raise their hand because a lot of people don't know, I ain't ignorant. All of us got some of that. It's plainly simple. It's things you don't know. When you don't know things, that's called ignorance. We all are ignorant to a point because we got some things we don't know about. And that's the part that's hurting us. And a lot of we got from people who thought they knew the Bible. All right, here we go. So that's why one of the Paul's key word is, know ye not? You don't know? Why do he keep saying that? Because his job is to make sure you get knowledge, the knowledge of God. The, the power of Satan is ignorance. That's why we got to get it out of us. That's why we in this church, we come to hear the word. We come to, we're not coming here for no stuff. All right. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. But to be carnally minded is death. How God saved you? To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So what did God do to save you? He gave you his mind. Remember he said, let this mind be in you and also in Christ Jesus. Why couldn't nobody take his life? No, you're not. You, you have the mind of Christ. That's the last thing that Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I have, we have the mind of Christ. The last verse in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 2 says that. I make sure it's not chapter 1, but I want to make sure. All right. Now let's keep going. So he told you what death is. Once again, what is it? What is it? Yeah. To be kind in mind. So otherwise, if, if, if you have darkness in your mind, that darkness, how great is that darkness? See, what happens is, a lot of people don't know when I say to them, please don't be in no sorority. I don't be saying that to I, want to, I don't want you to be somewhere where people put blindness and darkness in your mind. And that's what's killing you. My job is to give you light. See, that's why we, we know we just start practicing that song. We're not ready for it. Matter of fact, that speed was speed just one notch too high. You got to come down one notch. But it's okay. Because my whole purpose is that you walk in the light. See, when God said walk in the spirit, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? About walk, the word walk. Live your life, right? Well, if you're in a sorority, you're not living your life in no light. See, what people do, they make it look entertainment. They put big old A's and big old things and all this make it look good like I got on something. You got on a death jacket. See, people don't know death when they see it. 
to be carnally minded is death. And to be spiritually minded is life. My job is to get this word in you so I can get your mind renewed. That's my job. So when I keep giving you the word, keep giving you the word, I'm getting stuff out of you called ignorance, darkness, satanic power. So when the Bible said, neither give place to the devil, he's talking about in your mind. You go over here trying to be cool and join this sorority, and you don't even give nothing to the church. And I guarantee you pay some at that sorority. I'm not here to put people down. I'm here to show you you've been deceived. The enemy wants your mind. Then your money. Then your body. Then everything else. Because when he gets your mind, he got you. So here it is. For to be carnal mind is death, but to be spiritual mind is life. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Otherwise, it's God's enemy. That's why people who are not saved, they're enemies of God. In their mind, they are. Because they don't want God. They will leave church on Sunday morning and go follow an organization. And don't realize you're the enemy of God. Because the carnal mind is an enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God, neither can be. Don't want God, don't want the word. So then, they that are in the flesh, now he's telling you what it meant back there when he said walking after the flesh. He's talking about you in the flesh. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. And, and then it goes on to say, but you are not in the flesh. Watch this, but in the spirit. Well, how did you get there? I gave you Colossians 1, 12, 13, and I showed you. Now I'm giving to you again. Colossians chapter 1 told you he has delivered us from the power of darkness. Well, what is the power of darkness now? Yeah, I, that's one of them. But this one I'm talking, I'm giving you different ones so you can, you can follow me around. I'm going to give you, um, uh, uh, let me give you these. So darkness, number one is ignorance. And in the, this what I'm dealing with right now is in the flesh. So he delivered you from the power of darkness. If he delivered you from the power of darkness, what did he deliver you from? Flesh, flesh the kingdom of darkness. So when you are in flesh, not say you are in the kingdom of darkness. God is not your father, the devil is. See, that's what you got to begin to see. Otherwise, your soul do not belong to God. You do not have the Holy Spirit. But I'm showing you if you do have the Holy Spirit, don't grieve the Holy Spirit by trying to go back doing things of the flesh that you used to do. See, we got to understand what we're doing because we can sit up and watch the television and grieve the Holy Spirit. So it's not talking about you got another man, another woman. You can sit up and watch television and grieve the Holy Spirit because you know what you're watching is demonic or satanic. And yet you sit there and you watch it. You are grieving the Holy Spirit, ma'am, sir. 
God in you is not smiling. He's being grieved. He delivered you from the power of darkness, and that's what you like now. You got to understand how serious this is. God is in you, weeping. And you sit up here, <laughs> yeah, right. That's why Christ went to the cross to deliver you from the power of Satan. It's not funny. And I'm not angry. I just got, I want you to understand, this is no game. For you to say God is in you, he's in you. God is holy. He is so holy, if you was in the old covenant, you couldn't even go in, in you couldn't even go into, on the ground of the temple. Not in the temple. And when God came down to church, to, to, to talk to Israel, he said, don't nobody touch the mountain. Don't even touch it. Lest an angel will shoot a dot through your heart. David was carrying the, in the, day, in the days of David, he had the tabernacle, what they call the tabernacle in the wilderness, and they had put it on a new cart, and they were, guys were carrying it, and one guy touched it. And you go look at the story, he fell dead. The Ark of the Covenant man fell dead because he touched the covenant of God. Now God lives in you. You can't, you don't do you understand the same God lives in you now and you still want to be a part of a, something else that the devils are over. And you wonder why God's grieved. Please do something for your phone. Let somebody help you or something. All right. Turn it down, number one. Romans chapter eight. Verse number nine. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit now. Why? Because God delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. That's flesh. God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. If Christ be in you, the body now is dead. Not still going to parties. You're not seeing dead bodies at parties because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. See, you got to understand something. Here you are with Christ inside of you, God inside of you, throughout the whole ages from Genesis, from Adam all the way down. Nobody ever had God in there until your generation, your dispensation. Nobody, nobody. Even Adam didn't have God in him. Nobody ever had God in them. But one man, that was Jesus Christ. Let me show it to you. 2 Corinthians 5. See, you don't understand how serious this is. Nobody ever was called the body of Christ. Nobody was ever called the body of Christ. Nobody was ever named the name of Christ. That's the dispensation you're in. See, God could have let you live in the old covenant under the law. Maybe you'd have liked that, huh? 
God lets you live in a dispensation of grace where God can live inside of you and be with you 7-24 every day with you, in you, around you. All he asks you to do is live right. And when you see something that's evil, turn from it. That's the first thing I told you. Turn from darkness to light. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, look at verse 17. That, that's, I'm not going to read that one. I'm going to read uh, verse 19. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. To wit, that God was in Christ. No other man on the planet that God ever been inside of was in Christ. Now he's in you because you're in Christ. King David, God was not in him. All these prophets, all these Old Testament, as awesome as they were, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God was not in them. But you can stand in the presence of God and say, God lives right here. And all God asks you to do is live right, live for him, represent him to the world. All right, now I got things out there I'm supposed to give you first. Let me cover those. Now, you, you ought, if you're taking note, you ought to be here. One, two, three, four, five, right? Nobody got nothing. Let me move on. Shouldn't take that long. Let's go to the book of, uh, no, I, I, you got to get it later. I, I, can't, I can't wait. I'm on television. You got you to have a finger right there. You know what I mean? All right, Romans chapter 15. A little mercy this time, Reverend, mercy. Now, you know if you got notes for me, just put a finger there. Just write some over here. These are things that pastor won't, he say, this for him. So whenever he wants something, I got it right here. All right, Romans chapter 15. And verse 14 through 19. See, when I minister, I minister out of my heart. That means I have things in my heart that the Spirit of God has in his order. So when I call things out, I need, I need that when I call for it so I can be able to go to something else, okay? Romans chapter 15, verse 14. Are you there? And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brothers, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge. Look what God says about you. You're full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another. You're able to do it. But will you do it? Able to do it, but will you do it? God said you're able to love one another. Why? Because God put Christ in you. But will you do it? What happens when you don't do it? Do anybody know? You know the subject. You grieve the Holy Spirit. When God put himself in you, put his spirit in you, and you still won't love people, you still won't forgive people, you still won't live for him, you grieve in the Holy Spirit, sir. And when you do that, it brings you to sorrow. Because that's how you destroy yourself from the inside out. Having God in you and will not allow him to live in you. You destroy yourself. This is his house. All right. Romans chapter 15 and verse number 15. Nevertheless, brothers, I have written the more boldly to you and in some sort and putting you in mind. Always putting you in mind. Because of the grace that's given to me of God. So I'm doing what? What is he doing? Putting us in mind. 
What do that mean? He's reminding us again, right? Here it is, verse 16, that I should not be the minister of Jesus Christ to you Gentiles, that I should be. I'm reminding you that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to you Gentiles. What is he ministering? I'm ministering the gospel of God that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Why did God put the Holy Spirit in you? You know, I said that and I still ask you the question and you look at me like, let me read it again. The offering up of the Gentiles may be acceptable being, how are you going to be acceptable? Being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. And then I ask you, well, why is the Holy Ghost in you? In, in you to sanctify you. You're not sanctified by no other reason but by the Holy Spirit. You're in a dispensation of grace. Now you know why God gave you the Holy Ghost? Put it right there. Why God gave Paul the grace for the Gentile? Why God gave you the Holy Ghost? To sanctify you. If the Spirit of God is in you, he has set you apart. That's what it means to be sanctified. I'm set apart for God. I belong to God. My body is the temple of God. I worship him and I praise him. He lives here and I live here in him. That's what you got to understand. Living for him. And see, people will tell you they're Christian, but they won't live for him. And I want to say this to you. If you're involved in any sorority, any, any, any sorority, you are not living for God. I just want you to know. All right. Now, here we go. Romans chapter 15. For I would not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought by me, Paul says, to make the Gentiles obedience. Watch this, by word and deed. So God gave Paul both two things, word and deed. That's what he has given Pastor Crump, word and deed. Word means the, the teaching of the gospel of Christ. Deed means the gifts of the Spirit. So watch this here. Then he's going to tell you the next verse. Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit. See, that's why the Holy Ghost works. The Holy Ghost wants to work in everybody. But he can't do it because people will have his name but not live for him. So he can't work in them. They don't expect the word. They don't respect the word. They say one thing and do something else. All right? Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem, Paul says, and round about Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So he, he preached the gospel of Christ, but he did it in word and deed. See, you got to live. You got to not only preach it, you got to live it. You have no power in your life if you preach it and don't live it. All right. Now, watch what he says in verse 20. Yea, so I have strived to preach the gospel of Christ. Not what Christ was named, lest I should build up on another man's foundation, but as it is written, to whom he has was not spoken of, they shall see, and they that have not heard shall understand. He's talking about the Gentile. So which what's caused I also have been so much hindered from coming to you. Now that that is not what I want to get to now. All right, something else. What else you got? You got any notes at all? I've read First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter two. At the end of the chapter, I said that. Thank you. See, if I'd said it, I remember. I said, said 1 Corinthians chapter 2, last verse, or 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the last verse. 
the last verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You want to read six, both, let me read both of those. Are you there? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. But he that is spiritual, are you there yet? All right. But he that is spiritual, now in this teaching, he gave you two different people. If I start at verse 14, let's back at the 14. See, he gave us two different people. And you've got to understand, you're one or the other because of your mind. So you've got to understand something. You got, if you're a natural-minded, carnal-minded, you're not saved. To be saved means to be spiritual-minded. See, if I was taking notes, man, I would, eat, I would have so much note under my teaching. To be spiritual-minded is to be saved. Who else going to tell you that? Where else have you heard that? You got to know what it means to be saved. To be saved means I'm spiritual minded. Not to be saved means you're carnal minded. I can be around you five minutes or less and tell are you saved. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And especially if he, life and death come out of, his, out of his mouth. You know who they are. Don't take much. You're around somebody who's saved, they're going to speak the word of God. They're going to talk about God. The word of God. Won't be long coming out. Well, when you're around somebody not saved, they're going to talk about junk all day long. Just junk, junk, dot, dot, junk, junk. And you're going to be like, man, I don't want to hear this no more. Just, just grieve your spirit. All right. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, 5, verse 14 says, But the natural man, the word man is interchangeable to mind. Because the word mind, man means soul. Adam means man and Adam means soul. Both of those are interchangeable. But the natural mind or the natural man, when the Bible says renew your mind, that's what he's talking about. The new man. Put on a new man. We're going to look at that. He's talking about put on a new mind. But the natural man, mind, receiveth not the things of the spirit. So who do God give the things to? Listen at it again. The natural man receiving not the things of the spirit. That's why God gave you Jacob and Esau. That's why he gave you all those people. Because he could not. This man prayed for his son that God would bless him and God would not. Abraham had two sons. He could not give the inheritance to the first man. Why? I tell you, and then I ask you, why could not Abraham bless his first son? You had two sons. You had a natural son and a spiritual son. Write that down first. Write that down. That's what that was about. That's why you had two sons all the way from Adam all the way down. There were two sons. One was natural, one was spiritual. Which one got the inheritance? The spiritual son. The spiritual son represent in the new covenant of spirit man. When your soul has become spiritual. God will give you the inheritance. Now listen real good to what it's saying. Uh, and I'm not fussing. I, I just, um, it's not a fussing spirit. It's just, I want you to know so bad. Because I hate ignorance. In me, I hate it. That's why every time God gives me the message, if you go back and look at it, it's always a different one. Why? Because I don't want to teach what I already know. I want to teach something I don't know. Teach me something I don't know, Lord. Because you will never stop growing. If you don't find somebody who can teach you continually things you don't know about. 
First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. But the natural man, natural man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit. He can't give them to him. He can't give him the first Corinthians chapter 12, which is the gifts of the Spirit. He can't give them to him. He got a natural mind. He's like the two boys in the Old Testament. One was spiritual, one was natural. He could not get the inheritance to the natural man. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually understood. You cannot understand the things of the Spirit if you don't have the Holy Spirit. That's why you don't have many people preaching you grace. They'll give you a serpent and start, then they go off on, give somebody a high five and, a, you know, something. Verse 15, but people like that and they leave ignorant. And all you're going to know about is baby kids every week. See, people listen to that stuff. And they, one day you're going to get tired of it. And I hope it don't be when you die. Verse 15. But he that is spiritual judges all things. That word judges means discern it. So you want to put that down if your little Bible don't have discern it. The, the, the spiritual man discerneth all things. He understands all things. Why? Because he has the Holy Spirit. See, that was back there in verse number 10. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. What man know the things of a man, say the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God in him. Now we have received, verse 12, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know. That word no means discern. We have the knowledge to understand it. All things that are freely given to us of God. Come on, clap your hand. You got to be getting this. See, I, I understand you getting it the way you clap your hand. So when you're not clapping, when you're not getting it, but when, that, when, when, you, when you go to a, 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 a game and you just see your team won, and they, the man came in and fell into the end zone and was tired. You clock just ran out. Oh, you stands up, boy. You go out. Because your team won. Well, this is what I'm giving you now. Your, your team already won. You don't have to worry about who the winner of this. See, that's why we are not fighting nobody in this church. You go to some church, they can tell you you got to fight. I'm from Mississippi. I know about it. Most of the songs that we had, we had to fight. You got to fight. This was a bloodstained battle. You got to fight. You got to fight. That's what he told us. We are armies. We are soldiers in God's army. We got to. Yeah, we got to fight. We got to fight. We got to hold on to the blood stay better. I'm going like, shoot, man. These folks hurt you up in here. <laughs> See, people saying that dumb stuff. But the victory has already been fought. 
The victory has already been won. And we got the proof. That's why nobody on the cross. Because he said, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. It's already been done. My job is to let all men know that they don't have to come in here and fight. And I know some of y'all can See, some of y'all hold on to, well, the Bible told Timothy to, to fight the good fight of faith. See, that's what he told Timothy. That's what he told Timothy. That's why you think you got to fight. You are under the confession of faith ministry. See, that was given to him because he was under the confession of faith. You got to confess faith. What? That's the fight, the good fight of faith. See, that's why so many people don't understand grace. That's why you don't have it. It's already freely given. Everything you get, let me read Ephesians 3, 6 again. You get it by the gospel. You get it by the gospel. You get it because you heard it. You get it because you believe it. And you get it because the Holy Ghost told you. See, once you heard the voice of the Spirit, it's automatically yours. All you need to do now is obey. All you need to do now is believe. Once the Spirit told you something, it's yours. You don't understand how you got it. You got it when the Spirit told you. He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. That's how I get my message every week, and I don't have to fight to get it. It's already been freely given. I say it's already freely given. All I got to do is find out from the Spirit of God what God has already given me for this day and this Sunday. That's how I get my mess every week. Don't have to fight nobody. I haven't fought nobody this week. When I come, when I go in my prayer, I don't go in my prayer room trying to fight. I go in my prayer room and I thank God for everything he has already done. I'm not, I'm, when I go praying for your salvation, I don't have to pray. I don't have to ask for it. It's already mine. See, that's why I believe God for a manifestation. That's why you have to have the, the Holy Spirit that you might know the things that are freely given. Look, put it on the screen, verse 12, 1 Corinthians 2, 12. You have to know the things that are freely given to you of God. See, that's why people are on a different dispensation when they got to fight. You're in a confession series. You're in a confession. At a confession church, they'll tell you, fight, a good fight. You're here. But you're not, on, you're not there here. You're not there here. Here we go. Here we go. Watch what the word says. Now we have received. Does that sound like you fought something? Now you have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that we got to fight for. No, that's not what it says. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Go right there to Ephesians 1, 3. 1, 3. Then we go, to, we go to Romans 10, 32. And then I'm done. Stand up on your feet while you're doing this. Praise God. Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be God. Oh, Hallelujah. So you got to understand something. I, I, got, I got to see one time I thought I had to fight for everything I got. I got up on that confession thing. I thought I had to fight to get it. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has already woo, blessed us with all. How many is all? All spiritual blessings in the heavenly place. Already blessed me. And guess what? I'm seated. I'm seated. I'm sitting together with. Look at verse. Look at. Look at. Look over and look at verse 6. I don't have to tell you nothing. 
My God Almighty. To the praise. No, chapter 2, verse 6. I'm sorry. He's already, that's a good one there too. He's already made us accept it. God. Already made us accept. Look at chapter 2, verse 6. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And has raised us up together. I say he's already. I don't see no fighting. You, you didn't fight to get raised. And he made us. I say he made me. He made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Keep going. Give me one more. Oh, my God. That in the age to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ. Look at Romans 10, 32. Just one verse. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Romans 10, 32. Am I right? Get a lot of great big hand. I've talked too much. I've talked too much. I don't, I don't need that right now. Get a lot of great big hand. Come on, get a lot of big hand. He that spared not his own son. 832. Put 832 up there. That's what I need from you. Correct me. 832. 832, Pastor. Many times I said that verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he now with him also freely give us all things? Come on. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he now with him? He already gave me him. If he gave me him, I don't need to go out and fight to get nothing else. He's not talking to me when he do that. You ought to find out. Hallelujah. He already given it. Come on, everybody. Receive it. Receive it. We're done. We're done. First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. Amen. Now, if you got to fight to get it, then don't let, don't let me stop you, okay? I'm not, forgive me. You go on out there and fight to try to get something. But I'm just going to enjoy what I got now, right? Let me just enjoy. Let me just sit up under my fruit tree, enjoy all that God has done for me. If I run out, then I fight. But right now, I'm not right on nothing. First with the 15, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and where you stand by also which you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain, I deliver you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that God raised him from the dead the third day, according to the scripture. All right, so God has already done this. All you need to do is receive it. See what, Pastor? To believe is to receive. Receive his death, buried, resurrection. As your salvation and the Holy Spirit will now give you the Holy Spirit. He will come inside you and live forever because now you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. Get a Lord a great big hand. My time is up. I thank for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Hear you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. 
If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.